You remember that uh, that that Batman movie? I think it's The Dark Knight Rises, where Christian Bale, dude, he's just the best, right? Where he's he really shows you how much pain he's in trying to use any upper body strength, and he just oh my god, I just pulled I just pulled like a muscle in my face. Ah, dude, I was. Oh my god, do you ever do that? Do you ever do that? This is like this sounds like a great open mic. You ever I just I just get a a, um, a a muscle spasm in my face and then ask the crowd, "You ever just get that? You ever just get a minor stroke?" Uh, what's up? It's episode something. It's episode probably 40. Um god damn, guys, I'm sorry. I know I was supposed to do in episode 40 was supposed to be Markel and RJ and a lot of alcohol um, on Monday Night Football, but we actually, we destroyed our bodies, our bodies and our minds. We destroyed them the day before in honor of RJ's wedding. Congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Um, what did they do? Did they, did they hyphenate it? I'm pretty sure they hyphenated it. RJ uh, gave his vows talking about how now that it's 2021, he wants to respect females more. So he actually took, he's actually taking a hyphenated last name. He's now RJ Stanley Millie. That's not, I'm sorry, RJ Millie Stanley. He said that the feminine, the, the feminine power comes from it being before his last name. His choice, his choice. He's a good dude. Um, I'm just kidding. They, they're just, they're just Mr. and Mrs. Stanley now. Congratulations. Honestly, we love you, buddy. Uh, I was fucking crazy that that uh, wedding. We had a good time. Um, it started out. Oh man, it started out pretty rough. Pretty rough. I left here on two hours of sleep. Now I don't know if you've ever been on an airplane with two hours of sleep before. It's fucking hell. I this week I've been sleeping so much better. I guess maybe I was just stressed out about the whole thing. I I hate flying. I don't. I don't know. I guess I was nervous to give the speech. I, I was told many months in advance that I would be the one giving the speech, and I, was, I accepted it. I wrote it the morning of the wedding, um, and I did still crush, of course. Did I? <laughs> it's what I do. It's comedy. I do. That's what I do. Um, no, not really. I, everybody told me it crushed, but I, I don't remember any of it uh, because I was so nervous and took multiple shots before that uh yeah i didn't i didn't sleep we'll get into that i didn't sleep for for more than two hours right before i left i don't know what's wrong with me man i didn't pack like i why why i'm a grown-up person why did i not pack you know what i mean pretty idiotic of me to just not do it just not do it so i had to wash all of my clothes I had to fucking get to the dispensary because, I mean, I'm just not, it's just, what are we doing here, guys? You paid $130 a half when I live in a free state, when I'm a cowboy? When I'm a drug transport, no fucks given cowboy? I ain't buying no Pennsylvania weed, son. No, no, no. God damn it, I'm so cool, dude. I just totally should have just grown up here in Tucson. Just right by the border. I bet you I could have been like a non-racist cowboy. I bet you that's possible. 
could be a thing. Could be a thing I still look into. Anyway, I bought all of my weed. Uh, I took it to the airport. I do my ways were so clever, dude. I had a small box of colored pencils. Broke one of the pencils in the middle. Slipped that broken piece out. Slid a dab cartridge in there. Boom. Uh, took a pack of edibles. Mixed it in with some Tylenol. Boom. Put some weed right under the de deodorant. Now, if you need ex explanations on how to do that, I don't know what to tell you. It's, I don't know what to tell you. Call me, I guess. I could make this into a business, teaching people how to smuggle drugs through an airport. Um, I've never, I've never taken anything. I've never even taken like, uh, like a, uh, an unprescribed Adderall or a or a tap of acid through an airport. I don't think you should ever do that. Don't do it with something you could get in trouble with. But for God's sakes, man, bring your weed with you. It's ridiculous. I was pretty fucking terrified. I had no idea that there was going to be a... So when you get to TSA at Phoenix Sky Harbor, right, immediately when you walk in, normally what happens is you drop your bag off and then you go into TSA. Now they just have a fucking dog there, which, come on, guys, you can't... You should put an article out. Can somebody put a fucking article out, please, that there's a dog there now? Oh, my goodness. I get through there. I have my backpack. I use this backpack for fucking everything. Uh, a few months ago, bought a gun. It was in there for a while until I got a holster, blah, blah, blah. That's another story. Moral of the story, totally forgot about this whole endeavor that my backpack was ever in contact with a firearm. And the next thing I know... I hear, I'm walking past this dog, this little two-year-old puppy, looked like a, what do you call it? What's a black German Shepherd? What is, is there something different for that? It was just an all-black German Shepherd, sweet as fuck dog, and it lights me up, right? Because it thinks I have a weapon that I'm trying to bring onto an airplane, which I didn't have that, swear to God, swear to God, as proof by the fact that I got on the airplane that day. Um, I go through... And I just hear the, tea, the the guy with the dog go, him. And I'm like, fuck, man. You know, how many fucking TSA articles have I read at this point where these cocksuckers say, we're not looking for your drugs. Bring your drugs. Don't try to hide them and make them look like bombs, you know? And here I'm going, god damn it, dude. What the fuck? Like, all of a sudden, in a legal state, the dog is 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 sniffing for weed. And then... And then it hit me. I was like, oh, shit. I had something with bullets in this at one point, less, not very long ago. This is not great right now. Um, and the TSA agent does that thing that cops do where they go, they were, they're just like, they're basically asking you, are you nervous right now? Like, they're asking you a question that's so obvious that should just be real easy. I had my headphones in. The TSA agent comes up to me after the dog gets the hit, and he goes, Sir, are you listening to music right now? And I just went, uh, no. And then I pulled out my phone in front of the guy and paused it. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, pal? That was dumb. I should have just been like, yeah. You know, if I'm getting caught for weed, I'm getting caught for weed. As this is happening, I realize, oh shit. You know, I had that in there. Fuck. Uh, they make me go through again. The dog gets gets another hit or whatever, which you know is just gonna happen. I didn't have any fucking thing, dude. I didn't. I there was nothing illegal in there. 
I, I mean, literally, there was nothing illegal in there. There was some weed, and that's what I was scared about because this country has ridiculously stupid laws when it comes to who can have a piece of a plant and who can't. It's fucking stupid. I should just be able to go through and not even worry about that. Jesus Christ. I mean, I was scared because it is illegal. There's, there's some, some rule about it being federally illegal to get on a plane with it, which, whatever, bro. Fuck you guys. Um... Wait, wait till they use this to like catch me in th in 13 months the next time I travel to like Colorado or somewhere that's not even really that worth it. Just for eight minutes of the podcast, I get busted. Um, so they had to walk me through TSA and I was really nervous until I realized, oh shit, once they see that there's not a gun in here, they're going to be fine. I'll get through TSA. Um... The, the sleep deprivation, I mean, I, I, I had never, the, the most sleep that I had ever lost, I think ever, would be like 30, being awake for like 36 hours at a time. And over the course of this shit, like I just slowly, my brain, I definitely lost years of my life from how much sleep I lost over these past two weeks. I'm getting back into it now. But, you know, while I was there, it, it got to that point where I was on the plane and being on a plane as it is sucks, wearing the mask sucks. At one point, I fell asleep and, and I had my mask under my nose, which, dude, say whatever you want, whatever your opinion is on that. I, I don't even know. It's, I guess it, whatever your take is at this point, right? A nurse slapped me on the shoulder as I was losing consciousness and I almost started crying. I swear to God. I swear to God, think of the last time your sibling got away with doing something fucked up to you. Like, like they took, like they took the last gushers when they already had four and there was only six in the pack and you had one, but it was last week and you were saving this one because the other night you had ice cream and now she ate it and you were like, what's wrong with you? You yelled at her. And then your parent gets mad at you and you just sort of <clears throat> like that type of cry. I was ready to do that. I was ready to do that at a stewardess, but I did, I, excuse me, a flight attendant, but I didn't want to get put on a no fly list. If you, if you tantrum scream at a, at a, at a flight attendant, you're done. You're done. It could be Delta. It could be fucking spirit airlines. They're not going to allow it. Just, <clears throat> I was ready to sleep, you can't. That's what I wanted to do, but instead I just went, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because this, this industry has us by, by the absolute testicles. It has all of us. Unless you have $1,000 to spend on a flight, it's a nightmare every time you go. And it's only a nightmare because a guy like me like, I was very happy to go to this wedding, but holy fucking dick and balls if it didn't cost me $1,000 throughout the whole trip, right? When you add in the cost of, like, the, the rental tux and the, the rental suit, whatever it was, the whole flight, all the Miller lights on the way, shit while I'm there, the weed I brought there. Like, it, it, it adds up, and most of it is the plane ticket. And they treat you like a burden the entire time. How is there nowhere to lay down in an airport? It's not a fucking bus station, dude. You know what I mean? You don't want to put benches by baggage claim, whatever. I don't, whatever. By the gates, can we have somewhere 
for the people that are like literally they don't know where they are from the lack of sleep because that's what traveling is like it just that's why people hate it so much is because it's impossible to sleep your knee is touching another dude's knee I can't sleep with my knee touching another man's knee and and oh for God's sakes the Pittsburgh airport they at least have two spots uh, they, technically they have three if you have money there's this dope little spot in Pittsburgh try and find it I think it's called the Travelers Resort or something like that and that might be completely wrong it might be something completely different um, Basically, it's, it's a small place where they just have tiny rooms where you can sleep and they'll wake you up when it's almost time for your flight or whatever. I didn't even look because I guarantee you it's $67 for three hours. You know what I mean? I'm not doing that shit. So what I ended up doing at, on, a, on a fucking two-hour layover, I ended up pulling out a rain poncho that was given to me at my door-to-door job and saying i have to lay down i'm so i'm the type of person i i can't i can't sleep if i'm sitting up it's not natural the people that do there's something wrong with you you like your life too much if you can sleep sitting up you're way too comfortable with what is ever happening to you i don't care if it's growing going great you're way too comfortable you need to knock that shit off and lay down like a normal person because that's how people sleep. We don't sleep sitting up, Detroit. Put a fucking bench somewhere. Um, so I tore a rain poncho in half. And I, in front of people, in front of people, that was the worst part of this. I spread it out on the crumb and cum and, and, and just whatever is on the shoes of the people in Detroit just all over the fucking floor and I'm spreading out this this little dainty piece of plastic going like literally praying to Christ that I will be able to fall asleep for just an hour. I think I got somewhere around 50 minutes. Fell asleep on top of my laptop because I'm just like I'm not leaving this outside of the backpack. Take the AirPods. Uh take whatever bullshit overpriced shit I got on the way to the gate. Just please leave me with the laptop. So I just slept on top of that, face down on a piece of plastic, listening to the Real Ass, po- Real Ass Podcast, which just, you know, with the things Louis J. Gomez says, probably not great to be listening to that in Detroit when you're sleep-deprived. Oh, but a doom I'm, f- I'm kidding. You know, I'm kidding. Relax. Everybody Relax. So that was fun. That was fun. Uh, I got a Chick-fil-A, a bunch of nuggets with a hair in it. Classic Detroit airport. It was great. Uh, got to got to Pittsburgh. Was I pissed about this one? The whole family was going to be there, right? This is a, basically a giant family reunion. I land on the day before the wedding. That's when everybody, were, they're all hanging out, all having drinks. Everybody, oh, everybody's have a good time. Everybody's have fun. Okay, I'm ready to get on the plane leaving leaving Phoenix. I'm at Phoenix Sky Harbor, and and somebody comes over the loudspeaker. They're like, this is uh, the last chance, folks. I, I'm sorry. I did it without even thinking. 
every single person that works that front area where they call the tickets is either a drunk white woman or a no-nonsense black woman. I swear to God, 75% of the time, this is no-nonsense black woman. It's every single time, it's... Oh, God. What was Josh's manager from Drake and Josh? Every single person that calls out the seating arrangement for the flight is Helen from Drake and Josh. And she's just like, this is the last chance to uh, to get the $400 flight voucher. Uh, we will be departing here in less than 30 minutes. And my penis became erect when I heard $400 and last chance, meaning that nobody else had gone for that. Okay. I immediately roadrunner, just immediately, I'm at the fucking counter going, did you say that there was a $400 flight voucher to switch flights, ma'am? Because that's how I talk when I'm in public to represent Arizona. I also wear the same hat as the guy from Justified. And I, Excuse me, ma'am, did you mention that $400 flight voucher? Is that for anybody that will switch flight? And she said, she said, yes. And I was so happy. I was so happy until she told me that it was going to be a four and a half hour delay. Now, if you know how time zones work, you know that Arizona and Pittsburgh are three hours apart. And if you know how children's bedtimes work, I mean, my nephews, they're out there. And also everybody, everybody's time. You know, you get jet lagged. You want to go to bed early. I'm like, fuck, I'm not... It was really about my nephews, I will say that. But I think they would have understood, is also what I'm saying, because it's $400. It's because it was $400, is what I'm saying. And I said, you know what? No, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize it was going to be that much of a delay. I thought I'd maybe just be able to get on in an hour. I'm sorry to get your hopes up. I got, I got people that are expecting to see me. I get through a, ver- a, a, a quite turbulent flight indeed. Um, where they asked me to be in the passenger row. What is it called? What is it called? The emergency exit row. That's what it, the passenger row. That wouldn't even fucking make sense. It's the emergency exit row. And basically what they ask you, and I could be completely wrong about this, but what they ask you is, is are you willing to assist others get off the plane? And they're like, what they're saying is like, sir, in the event that this plane is on fire on a lake, are you going to be a pussy and jump out when everyone else is still burning inside? And you have to be like, oh, no, no, if the plane goes down, I'm going to take it. I'm going to save everybody. God forbid there's a hot chick there. You just have to, yeah. Yeah. Dude, if the plane goes down, I'm pissing myself and screaming like a scream you've never heard before. Like a scream. If, if the plane, if there's even a chance that we have to make an emergency landing, I'm doing that. I'm doing SpongeBob when Squidward told him the story of the hassling and slasher. Just like, I'm just going to start doing that. I don't care if there's women and children around me. I'm, I will start yelping. Don't have me in in the fucking emergency exit row. But you have to. You have to. The whole flight, dude. Dude. You know? You you have to. Uh, The whole flight is, is listening. And you know that. And you know that. Because you know the flight attendants. You know how they are. Dude, don't even try and get... For some reason, we're supposed to act like they're cops or marines. And they're just kind of dickheads. 
I've never heard somebody go, I'm not comfortable with that. And then they're just like, oh, sure. They're like, oh, so you're a gaping pussy. Sir, do I have that correct? You are, in fact, a wet spread vagina, yes? Like, you... you <laughs> Maybe I'm overthinking it. I just, I, every flight I get on, I'm the hero. I'm the hero. You know what I mean? I should be an air marshal. That was my true calling. Anyway, anyway, I decide, I'm like, hey, you know, sure, I'll do that, whatever, you know. They sit you in that part, and it's like there's a reason they said that to you. Probably not the safest part of the plane, because that's where they always rip right in the middle in movies. And then when we start taking off, you just hear, kook, kook. I've never heard that on a plane in my fucking life. And right underneath us, and we're doing that thing, me and the four, me, it's like eight passengers that are technically in that um, emergency exit row, and we're all sort of doing that thing where the head's not completely turned, but the person's eyes are trying to see everybody's reactions so badly that you can see their pupils while they're still looking forward. Like, it, it was that type of, everybody's like, what the fuck? I've never heard that noise. Jeanette, have you heard that? What, did you hear the th thump? Why? That's got to be, there's, I mean, the fact that I've been on 30 planes before and I've never heard that is fucking terrifying, man. Some asshole who's just hung over wor working the, the baggage thing putting the bags in the bottom of the plane, forgot to hit the third emergency lock or something. So it's just, as we're changing altitude, it's just terrorizing the people inside of the plane. All I'm saying is I'm a hero, okay? I flew that, I flew that emergency row because I care about America. Any, anyway, I get there, I get there, and I go, I land, and RJ's fiance at the time, now wife, tells me, I'm going to pick you up. I'm like, great. I text my mom, I landed. I'm like, I'm going to, you know, somebody's going somebody's gonna to come pick me up now. I'll see all you guys soon. She goes, oh, we, we took off. And, and so did everyone else. What are you? What? It's... 4.30 and Arizona time it's 1.30 so why did everyone leave right after I turned down a $400 flight voucher to take a flight that was 4 hours later what the fuck guys Does it, what are we, what, what are you, what are you doing? Where, are you, where did you go? I was looking forward to it so much, dude. I was going to do a bit where I pitched, where I pitched solar to the whole group. And everybody's going to laugh. And I was going to be like, yeah, that's right. The boy's back in town. And no one was there. Except for RJ's kids, which was, that was so much fun. And I'm, I am glad that I came early for them. But also, just everybody leaving at 1.30 Arizona time blew my brains out of the back of my head. Guys, could you hang out for two more hours? <laughs> Please.
please? Oh my goodness. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Obviously, I was just the, the reason I was just like, fuck. You know, I, I could have taken that flight voucher and it probably would have been fine. Saw the rest of the family for three days straight. It's on me. It's on me. Should, should have said something about the flight voucher. Should have said something, you know? We will take the L there. But also, if you're going to a wedding, there's no, there's no, you know, when you haven't seen people, when you see people once a year, there's no going home at 1.30. I'll just, I'll just say that and I'll just keep it there. Can we just like not be, can we all not be 48 and white for five and a half minutes, dude? That's what, you know, and this isn't even, this is a race thing. And I'm, I'm calling out the whites. Gosh, gosh, damn it. I'm calling out the whites. Why do we leave everything so early? Why? Well, other races, they don't do that. Even the Europeans, even the funky whites. Oh, that is the funniest fucking name. That is the funniest name for Europeans that has, I did it. Holy shit, I just did it. That is the funniest thing you have ever heard a European called. A, f a funky white? Are you kidding me? I deserve a reward, an award, something, some sort of recognition for that. The funky whites over there, they, they stay for events, okay? Because, because when we do events, we should, you know what we should be doing? We should be knocking back a few drinks. Lighting up, lighting up a few things. Chilling, okay? I'm so sick of my entire life. I grew up in the whitest neighborhood in America. Shout out Jamaica Path. That's my hood, gang. Y'all come around here. I'm kidding. It really was the whitest place in America. And we would go to these. I remember we would go to holiday events right and the food was so fucking good man you know it was all shit that that it was all catered stuff none of it was homemade but my white jeans i love that you know i just i just love it uh and no i honestly processed food i'm gonna die of cancer at 63 years old because of how much processed food i eat but i love catered stuff i really do and it was always good but there was always this vibe of like outside of the kids there was always this vibe of like it doesn't really feel like we're having a party right now. It feels like we're all, we all feel obligated to be here just so uh, the rest of the year doesn't feel weird when we wave at each other. Like, can somebody please break out the shots or something? And these were all parents that were 30. And it's like, you know, 35, 40, not old. It's like, wait, we're here. Like, if the kids, we had fun, right? There's the whole neighborhood hanging out. Uh, just running around the whole house playing tag. As a kid, it was a blast. But I started to notice er, as I got older and older, it's like, are these guys really hanging out, eating pretzel M&Ms, talking about how stressful the holidays are and watching the Army-Navy game? Like, this, where's the fun here? Where? Ooh. Nobody's drunk out of this whole group. There's 30 people in this house. You guys all have jobs. And nobody's, nobody's Christmas time. It was always so, so stiff and weird. And um, I, don't, I don't even remember how, how we got onto that, that topic, to be honest with you. I was talking about 
He's talking about my neighborhood, saying it was it was white. Something, something. It was white. That's for Joey Capuano, the musical. Dude, I have no idea. I have no idea. I got I got way too too worked up on that, and I don't even remember what I was talking about. Um. No, I'm gonna get it. Fuck you. I don't care. Listen to listen to me. Not say anything because I almost had it right there. It was. Oh, everybody goes home too early. Boom! I got it. I don't have early stage dementia. Woo! It was. I was saying the whites leave everything too early. The funky Europeans. They. 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 Even they don't leave things too early because. That's it was always weird. It was always this vibe of like, let's show up, let's bring a tray of brownies and let's go. No, dude, I want to hang out and I want to talk to you about your life. Uh, uh, uncle, uncle, uncle fucking Samuel. Aunt, Aunt C- Carrie. I'm trying not to say like my own family's name. Like I just, you know, I want to get drunk and like hang out and talk. Like what are we doing acting like this is the family block party for New Year's 2010, what are we doing? Can we all just can we all just have a good fucking time? Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I, I maybe it's just that I'm 23 and an asshole and a narcissist, and I think that everybody should have waited for me and been like, "Yo, yo, he's back in the bridge, yo." Um, they're tired. They have kids. I get it. They're old. I get it. Uh, we still had a great time. Hung out with. RJ and the fam and I gotta say his two kids it's just it's amazing getting to getting to see those guys grow up it's pretty awesome there they can just full on you don't even really have to have someone translate for them anymore which I think is so cool they're uh three and five and they're just a couple of badass little motherfuckers and they were wearing suits for the wedding it's fucking hilarious loved all that I got him. So I got I got him a, a stretchy lizard, uh, you know, like one of those rubber lizards. They went nuts for it, you know. That's the that's the closest thing. Um, that's the closest thing to like. I don't know. It doesn't physically feel like. <laughs> it just sounds weird, but it's like it gives you this this happy euphoric feeling to. To give them something that you only spent nine dollars on, and they're like, "It's this is the shit. This is amazing," you know. I think everybody needs that every once in a while. Definitely, definitely don't want kids, but it's fun to have nephews, I guess. Uh, we got to the wedding. We set it up. Uh, we got attacked by bees. We were, we were. Uh, we had so RJ has this friend named Dion. And good dude, you know, um, he, he can he can duck and weave. And, and you're saying, why are you mentioning that he can duck and weave? Well, the man is allergic to bees, and he hung out at a – he doesn't carry an EpiPen. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, we were in a place with no cell phone service, at least 20-minute drive from the nearest hospital. At the fucking least, if we were driving 100 miles an hour – in the backseat of Jason Statham's car. Like, we were out there, and this man is hanging out with the bees. 
What are you, what are you doing, man? He just he just somehow didn't get stung the whole day. I didn't get stung the whole day. I think it was like maybe a total of three people. But why are you taking that risk? Go put some sort of the guy's out there in a t-shirt, and I think he was wearing shorts. And it's so you're willing, so you're willing to die right now to be at a wedding. I don't under, I don't understand. Like the guy wasn't gonna make it. You know, if we if he got stung, he was gonna die there. The only people at that entire wedding that weren't drunk were like my one of my aunt and uncles who can't drink because of a kidney condition, and then maybe one of the bartenders was sober. The rest of them were serving children. You know, like it it was uh it was the spot where where a man who would not survive a bee sting would immediately die. He would just die. I don't know if I'm making too big of a deal about this, but I would never do that. If, if I'm not really allergic to anything. I guess I'm slightly allergic to shrimp. If you told me, hey, you, you can hang out here if you want. Have fun. Have a few free drinks. You know, get some dancing in. You know, watch this beautiful ceremony taking place between two lovers. You know, hang out. But at some point... There's about a 1 in 20 chance that somebody is going to come up and try and choke you to death with a bucket of shrimp. They're going to stuff it into your face until they know that you can't breathe. Put it. Somebody's going to hold you down by the arms and shove shrimp into your nostrils and into, into your asshole and rub it on your dick hole. And you're just, you're just going to, you're just going to writhe around in pain while you go, Argh, argh. I would say, you know what? I appreciate the offer. But I'm actually going to hang I'm going to hang out somewhere else or I'm at least going to wear a shrimp resistant thing. Like he could have gone and he could have got a a bee a bee suit or whatever you call it. He could have gone and got that. This was 3 hours prior while we were setting stuff up just dodging fucking bees, bro. My, do you get my point, though? What are, we, what are you doing? Somebody talked to him about that. Um, yeah, yeah, gave the uh, best man speech. I was not actually the best man. It was my cousin, but he's a little bit younger. Um, they offered me the way in advance, way in advance, dude. And I decided to write it the morning of walking around the streets of Ambridge. Um, just... Forgot that they don't do well with mud, which is an odd sentence to say. You know? It's an odd sentence to say. Uh, walked past multiple areas with no sidewalk. I just forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, this is just mud. Like, instead of having a shoulder to pull over onto or, uh, you know, a sidewalk, as many cities in America decided to do, we're just going to put down mud and it's never going to leave. And so that's how most of um, walking around there was. Got back to the old neighborhoods, wrote some stupid-ass speech that everybody told me was good. Um, I don't remember it. Very drunk. Very drunk at this wedding. Um, Don't remember it. People told me it was good. Made a joke about Four Loco in the beginning. I remember the opening joke was I talked about how I ran into a white wall at RJ and Alicia's old house 
while I was drinking a blue Four loco because I was just fucked up on Four loco, dude. It's fucking 14%. And I said, and it just looked like a raspberry strapped a bomb to its chest. One guy goes, ha! Rest of the crowd was like, did he just fucking raspberry on the bottom of the chest? Want him back. Uh, said some, some funny shit about RJ working at FedEx and then um, something about um, something like whether it's a, whether it's a 98 pound dog, bag of dog food or, or, or making sure I can get dinner that night he's gonna have my back um, oh shit hold on I'm get, I'm getting a call here I gotta I gotta get right back on hold on uh, sorry about that. Um, oh, I I don't know, man. I was getting ready to do the podcast tonight, and I remembered I told my buddy I would talk to this guy that he thinks is like, I don't know, the next Elon Musk or something, next Jeff Bezos, which, Derek, I'm not dissing you right now. I know I just got off the phone with you being genuine saying, thank you, thank you. But what are, what is happening right here? Do you ever do that? Like your friend signs you up for something, and you're like, oh, of course. I was just hammered on RJ's couch. He calls me. He's like, talk to these guys, bro. They might, you know, they're, uh, they're entrepreneurs. They're getting started in, in the industry that you're uh, not even, they're just entrepreneurs. And I'm like, I don't know, man. You know, I'm just some guy. I'm just some guy. I don't know what, what me talking to some other guy is going gonna, is gonna to do here, but I'm going to give him a chance because I respect him and I told him that, um, that I would do it. Who knows? Maybe I'm being a gigantic fucking dickhead right now. And I am. I am. You know, the guy took time out of his day to be like, you should talk to these people. Just been like, just been like, he's called, like, he just called me to remind me five minutes before here. That's the phone call I took. I was like, what? Dude, what? Hey, what's going on right now? You know what I mean? Like, what? Uh, is there something you're not telling me? Like, why do you want me to talk to these guys so bad? And he wouldn't, he wouldn't give up any, any secrets there. So. I'm gonna gonna go for about five, maybe five more minutes. Who knows here? And then I'm gonna pause again, talk to these guys, and I'll let you know how it goes. But I I don't know. I I don't know. I so as I've said on this podcast a lot of times, I the it's called Joey hates everything. I'm a glass half empty type guy. It's just hard for a guy like me to believe that talking to somebody is going to do anything. You know what I mean? I don't have a I don't have a college degree. I don't have um, any really any real experience um, in anything besides hospitality and no offense if you're in hospitality, but who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? All you could the the highest you could advance at that type of position which I why I left is Dude, I mean, the highest you can get is like the manager of a of a place, at like a hotel or something. You know that shit that they tell you. Oh, it's a great opportunity to rise up. It's just not. Um, who knows? Who knows? I don't. I don't even know what company these guys work for. He didn't tell me their names. He would not give me an idea of what's going on here. Uh, maybe there's a reason behind that or something. You know. Maybe he's putting me on with Rogan right now. With Joe Rogan answers, dude. 25%, 35% chance Rogie's answers, okay? Now I'm getting nervous. This is what it has to be. 
This is what it has to be. This wouldn't just be some dude that my bro knows that he's just like, oh, yeah, he makes a lot of money. Uh, talk to him. Right? There's got to be a reason behind this. I think it's Rogan, dude. Shit, man. I knew this podcast was going to fucking blow up. Maybe it's Tim Dillon. You know what? Nope. I just noticed. I just remembered. Dude, he's a burr guy. He's a burr guy. I'm about to meet Burr, yo. What the fuck? Oh, my God. I'm so excited right now. I can't believe I'm about to meet Bill Burr. Going to be back on in two minutes here. Here we go, baby. <clears throat> it wasn't Rogan. Uh, it wasn't Burr either. Um, it wasn't Tim Dillon. It was a guy. Now, I want to think about this before I say this, because Derek told him he had a podcast. I have a podcast. Praying to God he doesn't send him this one because I just made a total ass of myself in the last three minutes. But also, what's going on here, man? I have no idea what just happened. I am a, I am a fucking nobody, okay? Let me just explain that to you on a level of we're not even talking about the podcast here. I should have finished this joint before I went back into this. I am nobody. I am a ghost. I am a literally people. I blend in. Like, no, there's nothing going on here. You know what I mean? I can talk. Really, I think I can talk well. Some people fucking hate it. Some people love it. I don't know. I think that's what landed me at the position I'm at now. All I know is that nothing that I have ever done in my life would put me in a position to have any connection to two extremely wealthy entrepreneurs. I feel, I feel like, dude, I feel like Derek and I are going to get trafficked or something. Because I'm doing it. I'm doing it. The guy was very convincing, okay? I don't know what this is. He can't be mad about my podcast. We didn't even talk about what this was. That's for round two. This is Squid Games. Holy fuck, I'm getting sold into Squid Games, guys. Holy shit, Derek got me. You think it's going to be an Asian man at the subway. It's your Mexican friend from South Dakota. They'll get you. Not the Mexican. You get the metaphor. It translates somehow. I'm joking. I don't know what this is. Again, Derek, please don't fucking send this to the guy. Don't send the podcast at all to him on account of all the racist jokes I've made at this point. Um, I just... Dude, I have no idea what just happened. Like, I don't... Hold on, I gotta, I gotta relight this. I don't care. I'm stressed right now. I'm stressed because that... that I don't know what just happened there. Okay? Hold on. Chill the fuck out. It's the greatest form of entertainment you've ever heard in your life. Um, I seriously... We had a Zoom call... The guy I talked to, Derek was on there. If you don't know Derek, Derek's the, one of the nicest guys I know, one of the most trustworthy dudes I know, which is why I'm willing to hear these guys out. But also, what is happening? We get on there, and the dude was basically telling me, here's what I got from it. This guy got life coach advice from a life coach that works for these two super wealthy people in California. Who knows? Maybe this is a real opportunity. I don't want to give out crazy amounts of detail about them. But this guy's telling me, 
I want to do the same thing for you that was done for me. I want to coach you into our e-commerce business. What is that? Hey, sat through the whole Zoom meeting, pretended to know what it was. Don't know. Let's look it up. E-commerce definition. E-commerce meaning, that's close enough. Oh, Google, how about if I want to use DuckDuckGo instead of the Google fucking app, but then also search it on Google, don't make me do a CAPTCHA every single time. You people are disgusting. Let me just use the app. I get pissed at Google. The term electronic commerce... E-commerce refers to a business model that allows companies and individuals to buy and sell goods and services over the internet. Did I just get introduced to the cartel? Is that what it sounds like? Am I being a dickhead? Is that what it sounds or is that what it sounds like right now? Did I just get introduced to Javier, to the plug? Are we are we Silk Road in this thing? I don't know. He I, he brought Amazon into it and compared it to Amazon. I don't. I, I again, again. I could be totally blowing this relationship right now, just to have something funny to say on the podcast. I'm. I maybe this isn't even funny. I'm sorry if it's not. I'm. Ju- I just have no idea what is happening right now. We talked for an hour about setting goals and and being a, a B team player that's supposed to be on the A team, and it's just like. Dude, the entire time, I still don't know what you what's happening. And so I mentioned that subtly because, like I said, Derek is one of my best friends. I, you know, we didn't really grow up together, but we, we spent some time uh, in South Dakota just when I was, you know, not doing so great. It was that second year that I was at SDSU, and he was a dude that sort of always had my back. So, Derek, if you're listening to this, in no way am I trying. Am I trying to be an asshole? I just have no idea what is going on. Uh, the, I, I, the guy asked. He's like, "So did Derek give you an idea of what of what ha- what we're talking about here today?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He did. Just like trying to be like, "Yeah, he t- I know. I know what e-commerce is," and. The circle we kept drawing around was that it's going to be, was it's going to, there's going to, dude, okay, this is why I said Squid Games. It was like a subliminal thing. He said that there's going to be six steps, six games in the fucking Squid Games, dude. What the fuck's up with that? What the fuck is up with that, Derek? Um, And he said the next step is when we'll sort of, sort of talk about more, uh, more what it is. I... I want to believe this so bad, guys. I want to... I, guys. Guys. Derek. Buddy. Brother. I want to believe that, that, that some dude is just like, oh, this guy seems dope. Let's hook him up with, with a couple of billionaires. But, I mean, come on. You know? What? That's basically what he said. He was like... Now, we're not going to go majorly into detail about what we do, you know, it's e-commerce. And I'm seeing that e-commerce, yeah, I, I've looked into it. I've, I just, you know, I know a couple of guys in the, in the e-com biz. I know. Um, don't know. Don't know anything about that. Uh, 
and it, it continued into less of what they do and more trying to be like, look, you know, we could see that you're there's something different about you. Uh, you you definitely you missed an opportunity early on, you know, referring to me dropping out of college. This is a chance to learn how to be successful. And I was like, I don't what I don't know, man. I think I Derek, I don't are you trying to sell me to like to like some some southern country? Like one of the ones where people go missing on spring break. <laughs> I don't He said the guy is gonna listen to this. I'm fucking I Derek, I gotta I'm gonna text Derek and be like, obviously don't send him the link to the podcast. Obviously, don't do that. Um, but I don't want Derek to think I'm being a dick either. I just, dude, it's just hard to believe. You know what I mean? I was working at McDonald's three years ago. <coughs> I, I once I had a I had like a a, a coke seizure like two years ago. I just got my first apartment at the end of 2019. Like, and that was part of what he's saying. He was like, you're definitely maturing. You're becoming like the type of guy that I think that would be good for this. And he still didn't tell me what it was. This is a horror movie. I can't believe how much of a fucking asshole I'm being right now, too. It's okay. It's obviously okay to be skeptical about this, you know. I, I'm not being the dickhead for being skeptical, but then bringing it immediately onto the podcast—that's wild, you know. Watch this be like a huge opportunity. Watch this. Watch this honestly be something where I could make a million dollars, and then they pull this episode of the podcast up and they go, "Nope, you're out." And I just, oh god, that would be shitty. That would be shitty. But I don't want to record another 20 minutes after this and delete this whole part. I'm not doing that. I'm getting sold into Squid Games. And when they and and when I'm on game 3 and I'm try you know, I'm jumping from what, what did they fucking do in, in game 3? There was the there was the, the sniper rifle and then game 2 was the you got to get the cookie wasn't game three like they all fucking killed each other or something? I could, what if this is just, they're like, you know what? We decided you're the fucking guy. We saw that you were selling solar panels good as fuck. And, um, and so we're gonna actually just like, you work for Apple now. You make iPhone, you design iPhones now and you make the commercials. And I'm just like, fuck yeah! I did it! Suck my dick, everybody! And then I get there, and we walk into a room full of bunk beds, and the lights start flickering. Oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Hopefully they make it to this point, and they, they realize I'm just... I'm kidding. You know, I... You gotta understand, man. I, I'm, I'm just some guy. I am just some guy. 
and I just live in Phoenix, Arizona, in just some studio apartment with just a job as a door-to-door salesman. I'm not sure what what someone with an insane connection to two extremely wealthy people would be able to just be like, hey man, this is the dude. Who knows? Who knows? I, I swear to God, I will lose it. I'll give up everything if they don't hire me. Here. If, they, if, they, if they pull up the podcast and go, dude, we're going to hire you. I mean, this was going to be your first paycheck. And they show me the number and it's like 30 billion won. So, dude, way too many Squid Game references. It's just 30 billion won. And I, I start crying. And that night I quit my job and I write a show about this. About me having a podcast, and I had an my my good buddy, my good buddy Derek, and that's not even sarcasm. Derek, I love you, man. I hope you. I hope. I hope this doesn't fuck you over for whatever reason. Me being a dickhead right now, but just my good buddy Derek tried to hook me up with the billion dollar once in a lifetime opportunity, and I blew it by going. It doesn't sound real. I don't like it because it doesn't sound good. You know, like, it does sound good, which my sick brain has trained my... I got a fly. Sorry, I was trying to... Didn't mean to move away from the mic. My sick brain has convinced me that um, if any opportunity allows itself to appear in my life, then it's just a lie. And, oh, dude, I'm willing to, to take the squid game. I'm rolling the squid game dice right here. I'm ro- I'm going. Player player four, hey player four fifty seven has entered. The, I tried to do something there and it didn't work. I'm coming. All right, Derek. <laughs> I love you, Derek. Uh, let's get out of here. That's that's uh, that's enough for one night. I'm sorry that um, the the podcast is late for the one thousandth time. The Greeks used to do it that way. They would do it every ten days and. Um, I don't know. If, I, if I'm going to be... Fuck it. If I'm going to be a dickhead to my friends like I was just there and just put it out, I could be a dickhead at my job. It's another thing I want to just address before I go. That was a pussy-ass move uh, to take that episode, episode 39 down. And, um, and I'll, be, I'll be putting it back up. Uh, shout out to a couple of, couple of guys I talked to today. I won't, I won't say who because I work with you. I don't want to get you in trouble. But they said, dude, fuck it. You know what I mean? This is not... Fuck it. So, you have my word that I will not make that mistake again. Uh, Thanks for listening to this episode of Joey Hates Everything. Derek, thank you for the opportunity. I'm going to take it seriously. Um, I love you. Have a good fucking day, man.